Um, I, I always uh, praise the Lord because of this opportunity that he uh, gave me to preach his word. Uh, I always like to share what he ministered in my life. Always I like to uh, show you guys what he uh, built on me so that way I can share with you guys and see if you guys can uh, get so many benefits out of that. So today I want to share uh, under the topic of freedom of forgiveness. I know this is a long weekend. I'm not going to take you to, uh, too much of your time. I'm going to be uh, short as, as much as I can. But I want to make sure that we can get all the information that we can so that way we can be uh, ministered by the Word of God. Okay? So I always like to start with a pray. Let's pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you. Thank you, God, for this opportunity to be here. Thank you for your word. Thank you for everything that you're doing in our life. In the name of Jesus Christ, I ask you, Lord, to be you speaking in our life. Uh, use the Holy Spirit to touch our hearts, to receive your word, and to be humble. Humble to receive it, to worship you, and to continue blessing everyone in our surroundings. In the name of Jesus Christ. I declare this, amen and amen. Okay, um, you guys already heard in the past that they always use as a, as a way or, uh, or to get a relation of the forgiveness as a backpack, right? So always they use a backpack full of stones. All the movies or reference or maybe sermons, they use that as a, uh, as a reference of forgiveness. I know that in the past, the way that the, the we learned from our previous, maybe mom, dad, maybe a grandmother, grandfather, uh, maybe a pastor, maybe whatever we learned from the past, we, we get the information that forgiveness, sometimes we have to manage it according what's going ha what is happening in your outside, not in your inside, okay? So the devil... He's always working from the outside to the inside. God is always working from the inside to the outside. Always. When we go to Genesis, you will see all that pattern, that organization of, in, in, in the order that God stipulate that we're supposed to believe in his word and believe in everything that is happening in our life. And you will see, you will learn that He's always working from your heart out. Again, the devil, he cannot get inside of your heart. He's outside manipulating things to try to get to your will so that way you can follow his path. Okay? So right now, when everyone is using that backpack as a reference, I want to just go a little bit deep and say, okay, it's not just a backpack. It's also the stones that they are inside there. And whatever you're doing with that backpack is creating pressure in your life. It's not that it's just heavy. It is that also when you are bending or doing other movement or trying to help anyone in your life, that is creating some pressure. And it's not, it's not allowing you to do the, the goal that you have in your life with Jesus Christ. Okay? The movements. The purpose that you're being created. Yes, you, got, you have that backpack, you have the stones, 
But what's happening when you're doing some movements, when you're trying to do the purpose of God in your life? It's not allowing you. So right now, what I want to show with, uh, through the Word of God is three thoughts. And the first one that I want to share with you guys is being diligent. When you're being diligent, you have to move quick. The devil is not wasting his time. He's doing his responsibility. He's trying to manipulate you. He's trying to convince you to follow his path. That's his job. We're not going to take that out of him, right? He's going to do it. What is our job? That's the question that we need to ask ourselves. What is my job fighting in a daily basis against the devil and against all the things that is happening in my life? Again, he's trying to manipulate the outside to get to your inside. And I want to show you the diligence uh, through Naaman. The story of Naaman, I'm not going to show the scripture over there, but if you want to go later, you can check in 2 Kings 5, 1 through 14. Naaman. Naaman, he was a, he was a person, or he, he was uh, the, the, the right hand of the king. He was a soldier. He was a general. He was a brave man. He was something really important in the society. But he always was using an armor to cover him, right? But the only thing that people do, doesn't know about him or didn't know about him, it was that he was sick inside. He had leprosy. He was leper. And there's so many people in this world, counting us as a Christian, that we have that armor in our life. We, are, we have leprosy inside of us, inside of in our hearts, but we have an armor covering that. What is that leprosy? That leprosy can be maybe a bad experience with a previous husband, wife, a girlfriend, maybe a son, maybe a mother, maybe a daughter, maybe a father that abused you, that he did some things to your life, maybe a wrong decisions that you make in the, in the life, and you have that leprosy in your life. You have that leprosy in your heart. But you have an armor that you build to cover that, to continue living in the society, to continue moving forward in the world. And God wants to make sure that you remove that armor. If you remove that armor, then you're giving the opportunity to God to fix that situation, that leprosy that we have in our hearts. Right now, when we follow the story about Naaman, you can see a couple things on him. Number one, God was trying to fix the first thing in his life, which was his heart. He was covering by that armor. Number two, God can use any instrument in the life to, to help you. But sometimes we don't think that way. Sometimes we think, oh, it's going to be this way. God is going to use this person because that person is really a holy person. That's a prophet. That's a, a big person in the Christianity. That's the person that is going to help me. Not necessarily. Maybe God is going to minister your life with whatever you, you don't think that he's going to help you. In this case, Naaman, he didn't tell that uh, one of the, of the person in, in, the, in, the, in the place that he was working for, well, a servant, one of the servants, he was helping him to provide that information to help him in order to be healed. He didn't be, believe in that. He was thinking like God's supposed to use another person. Also, Naaman needs to understand that you need to be a collaborator 
in order to be healed in your heart, in order to remove that armor. Sometimes we think that we can do it by ourselves, but we can't. Let's be honest. Dealing with those situations that we have in the past, dealing with those situations that got hurts in our, in our life, we should receive a help. We should collaborate with that. There's some people always that it can help you to be in unity with you so that way you can get healed. Other things that we have is that God expects that you express what you need. Sometimes we just hold it. We don't want to say it. We don't want to express it. We, don't want, we just want to keep it inside of that armor. We just want to, ah, I can deal with this. I can continue moving forward with my backpack, with my stones, and I can continue moving the, the purpose of God in my life. And that's stopping you right now. We need to understand that God, had, he don't have any limits. He can use anything. In this story, he used a dirty river to clean Naaman. And he was asking that. That I'm saying correctly? Okay. He was, <laughs> he, was, he was telling him, you have to go to that dirty river, submerge seven times in order to be healed. No, I'm not going to do that. That doesn't make sense, right? We're expecting that God is going to be everything clean, beautiful, holy, and everything is going to be nice. No, he's going to, he don't have any limits. He will use anything. If God stipulates that that's the way that you're going to be healed, use it, believe it, collaborate. Be in, in unity with, another, with the other person and then get together, open your heart, and you will be healed. Amen? Again, he's trying to get to the inside. God can work from there, but the devil is going to continue to try to do that. The second thought that I want to share with you today, it is guilt. What we receive in the past, that situation that we have in the past, we start believing that it's our fault. I already shared this, I believe so. You guys, um, sorry to be repetitive, but you guys know my situation with my dad, right? Uh, I, I grew up in, uh, in, a fa- in a divorced family. Uh, my dad left and then spent, uh, it was like maybe approximately, I always get it wrong, I always say 20, 20 years, but Jeanette always correct me and say, no, he's 16, he's 14. I, I don't know, I feel like it was 20 years. And then when I received Jesus Christ in my life, I received this revelation. I received the revelation of forgiveness. And soon I received Jesus Christ in my life. I meet with my dad finally after those years. <laughs> and after those years, when I saw him, the first thing that I told him it was, forgive me. I was a little kid. It wasn't my fault. I, didn't, I, 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 was, I wasn't the one leaving the house. It was him. I don't know. Everyone have their own situations, right? Issues or problems, marriage. But it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault that I didn't communicate with my son in those years. But I know that when I use the forgiveness tool, it will heal his heart and also mine. And soon I did that, the relationship restored. Then after that, I start forgiving everyone in my life. 
forgive me because I did this in, in the past. Forgive me. Forgive me about this. Forgive me about that. And all the people that I'm seeing in the past that I was uh, before Christ, I always told them, forgive me. I apologize. Devil, it was on my, in my head and doing the wrong things, and I was deciding the, uh, to go to the wrong path. And I know that tool is healing me, but also healing the person. Because the real life that we're living right now is the spiritual. This one, the physical that we are living, the flesh, it's not the real life. Let's be honest. It's the spiritual. And that's the life that God wants us to be living, the spiritual. The spirit, the spirit that we have inside of us, we have to grow. Right now, with the flesh that we are living, is getting all together in the same level, and it not should be like that. And again, we are in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. I'm, we are dealing with this situation in a daily base. Temptations, everything. We have it in our daily base. The devil is showing us that because he wants us to go to that path. But we are fighting against that every day. And I'm going to show you some things in our life that it can help us to defeat the devil. So continue talking about the guiltiness or guilty. Right now, that's the feeling that, we are, that we're getting in our life because of the situation that it happens. And right now, if we use an example in the Bible, when it's talking about the adulterer woman, do you remember that story? Okay. So that woman... Um, she, the, the, these Pharisees, they, they got her, you know, caught her in, in, the, in the scene, and then they brought, brought her over here with Jesus Christ and showed the situation and explained everything and say, hey, she, we caught her doing, you know, the, she's been in, in the adultery scene. Uh, we have to throw the stone to her according to the law. And you guys know the story, you know, Jesus Christ marked the line, and then he just said the beautiful words that says, if you don't have any sins, if you feel like you don't have any guiltiness in your life, throw the first stone. He just throw it over there. I, I wish I, came, I was there, man. That, that was, for me, it's really impacting. You know, if you're really free of that, throw the first stone. And there, the Pharisees, in their heads, in their conscience, they were like, whoa, I'm not going to throw it because I know how I am right now. How is my heart right now? The same situation in our life. Are we really in a place to judge people? Are we really in a place to throw the stone? I'm not responsible to that. I didn't die for that person. The only person that died for that person it was Jesus Christ. He died for that person. He's the judge of that person. He can say something, not me. I'm in the same level of another person. So I don't have the rights to, ju to judge that person. So I'm not going to throw the stone. I'm going to help the person. I'm here to help you. Because I know that you have your own sins. I have mine. I have my battles. You have your battles. Everyone has their battles. And we have to deal with this. So we have to help each other. We have to collaborate with each other and try to win this fight against the devil. We can go to the story of the woman with the uh, issue of the blood, the same, the same situation. You guys already know that story. We also can talk about the prodigal son. Uh, we can continue talking about different stories in the Bible related to the same situation. 
we need to understand that we have to learn how to forgive the person, how to forgive our, ourselves also. That will give freedom to us. The Bible says, Matthew, chapter 6, verse 14 and 15, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. The level, right? The same thing. It's really impressed, like, it's a really a hard statement. Are we forgiving our neighbors? Are we forgiving our mom and dad because he did something wrong to our life? Are we forgiving our sons, daughters, that they might be doing something wrong to our life? Are we forgiving our husbands, wives, or anything that happened in our, in our past? Because if you do not forgive them according to this word, God is not going to forgive you. Yeah, I know it's tough. Because we are fighting against this every single day. This flesh. That is telling us don't do it. That's the devil. Working from outside. Don't do it. You grew up like if someone hit you in the face, you're going to hit that person back in the face. Right? If that person offending you, you're going to offend that person to the, uh, back to that person, right? <laughs> Silence. I know it's tough. I know. We're dealing with that every day. I understand it. Everyone. Me included. Everyone. But the only thing is that we need to understand that the real blessing in our life is that we need to grow that spirit inside of us. Again, we have the, the spirit, we have the soul, we have the flesh. We have to grow the spirit to be more in relationship with God. God wants that relationship re restored. That relationship being, uh, being restored is going to be through the spirit that you have inside of you. But we need to learn the, the, or we need to understand the tool of the forgiveness. If we forgive, the heart will open. God will get in there. It's going to be a beautiful blessing in our life. You will be living in the glory of God. This is beautiful. <laughs> the third thought. The third thought is going to be repentance. Repentance. Right now, when we, when we go and study the, on the Bible of the prodigal son, you can see the repentance over there. You are with your dad, according to the story. You are with your dad. You're living with him. You have everything that you need. You have all the blessings that you need. But you decide to leave. Which reasons? I don't know. Maybe because, again, you have some situations in the past, some abuse, some bullying, whatever. Anything that happened in your life that mark your, your life or your head or your heart. Because, again, everyone has their own levels. According to the Bible, whatever you're going through in your life, you can manage it. According to the Bible. He's not giving you or allowing you to get more than you can hold. 
whatever you're receiving in your life or you're receiving in the past, you can manage it. You have the strength, the power, and the authority to manage that situation. What do you prefer in your life? Be in victory or being defeated by the enemy? What do you want in your life? Do you want to be strong, have the authority, and win against the enemy? Or you just want to be in the corner crying because the enemy did something in your life and now you don't want to move forward. You have a responsibility in your life. And that responsibility in your life is to bring the kingdom of God over here. People want to leave the earth because of the situation that they went through. People want to leave the earth because I love Jesus Christ and I want to live right now with him. Make it easy. Wait for his time. He's coming. But in the meantime, let's do his, your responsibility that is over here in the earth, bringing his kingdom. But we have to be free. And in order to be free, you have to forgive. We have to forgive. Luke 6, 37. The Bible says, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Mark eleven twenty five 25 says, And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. The word speak by itself, right? It's like I'm nobody over here right now uh, speaking. You just read it and it's like, whoa. But it's not just read it. You have to apply it. He just leave it over here for you to apply it in your life. Again, I understand it's really tough because you're fighting against your flesh and the, 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 the way that we grew or the way that we learned some things in our life which, is, which it might be not the right things. It might be because the devil is using that in order to remove you from the purpose of God. But don't forget Galatians 5.1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burned again by a yoke of slavery. Because that's where he wants to put you. And I mean the enemy. He wants to put you in a slavery. And that's what we're doing with that backpack full of stone. But we have to make the decision to remove that backpack in our life. Take it off. It's enough. It's time to continue moving forward. But it's hard, John. I can't deal with the situation that they did to me in the past. Remove it. Remove it. You will see the glory of God. You will see the blessing of God. You will see how the path is going to open. So, so big in your life. So awesome in your life. It is a big blessing. Luke 17, 1 through 4 says, Jesus said to his disciples, 
things that cause people to stumble are bound to come. But woe to anyone through whom they come. It will be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a milestone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So watch yourself. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. And that's the part that is difficult to us, right? I know. Everyone is there. Because in our nature, we just say, no, I'm not going to deal with that. That person, no. But according to the Bible, God is giving you that recommendation. You can take it and you can ignore it, but you're not going to be freed. You will continue in that corner, not moving forward in your life. And that's what the enemy wants in your life. The Bible says that you can be, uh, I'm going to use the word mad sometimes, or frustrated. Let me use that one. I think it's beautiful compared to mad. So you can be frustrated with, uh, with someone, but the Bible says, if I'm not running uh, Ephesians, it says that you can be frustrated with someone or with some situations, but you have to feel the situation before the sunset. So in other words, he's telling you, fix the situation really quick. Be smart. Don't let that grow in your heart. Fix it right away. Right away. Don't wait. Don't wait the enemy. Grow those roots in your heart. That is going to stop you. That is not going to let you grow in your life, personally, and also in the Christianity. We are... We are more intelligent than that. Again, the enemy is just using that to stop you. Really quick. Genesis. It's not there. Genesis. Let's go to chapter 3. Chapter 3, talking about the fall. Again, because we sin, everyone sin, right? Um, we we born with this flesh and we are sinners. Um, everything starts here, Genesis 3. God gave the command to Adam and Eve. You can eat everything here, right? But th from this tree, don't do it. The tree of the knowledge good and bad that one don't touch it but also inside of it there it was the tree of life according to the Bible the relationship that God have with them in that time it was with the spirit it was more spirit than soul and flesh again that's a relationship that's how God works with you and me from the heart from inside to outside now the devil, as a serpent, came and talked with Eve. So like God says that you cannot touch it, that you cannot eat it. Come on. You can do it. 
that will give you some knowledge and you can be like him, like God. And that's what he's doing in our life in a daily basis from outside. He wants to get to your will, but he can't. He's just manipulating the outside environment in your life to get to your will so you can make the decision to follow him or follow the wrong path. That's his responsibility. My responsibility is to manage that situation and say, nope. He say that I cannot touch that tree. My responsibility is to say no. My responsibility is to not eat that one. I have the other trees. Why I have to be so selfish and get also that one? It should be enough with the rest that I have over here right now. Unfortunately, we know the story. If follow the recommendation from the devil and fall. Pass the same thing to Adam and fall also. So it's really interesting how the Bible, it says in Genesis 3, and let's go to verse 22. And the Lord God say, the man has now become like one of us. The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. I don't know you, but I don't want to get out of the Eden. Right? Let's see it, let's see it this way. The Eden is your purpose. It's your relationship with God. You, you have or you will have other trees in your life. And the enemy is going to offer you to eat the tree that God already told you. Do not eat that tree. Do not touch it. Because that tree is maybe the one that is giving you the condemnation in your life. He's going to do his responsibility. We have to do ours. Be strong. Use the authority that you have through Jesus Christ. The Bible say, Genesis 3, that when they sin, they fall, their eyes were open. And they can see that they were nude, naked, thank you, appreciate it, naked, because their eyes were open when they eat that fruit. And they feel shame. That's the way that we feel when someone is hurting us or we are hurting some other person that we need to forgive. We feel bad. Because that's not, that's not our purpose in our life. That's not our purpose. Yes, we went through difficult situations, I know. But anyway, again, 
Do you want to keep suffering? Or you want to, or you want to set free and continue moving forward in God's will? It's up to you. God is just talking to your life, not me. I have a previous experience with other people that they were being condemned with demons. And when we're praying against the demon to take it out of the body, they say, no, I don't want the demon out of my body. What? Are you kidding me? What are you doing? You don't want to be free? It's up to you. If you, want, if you don't want to be free, that's fine. You know, I will step back. That's your body. That's not mine. <laughs> that's your responsibility. I'm just sharing what God is giving to me or gave me, and I'm giving it to you. Again, be strong. Fight against the devil. Remove the armor out of your heart. Open the heart to, to God. Let him get in. The Holy Spirit is, is more ready to do that for you and help you. Jesus Christ already died for you. He offered his blood for you. What God did when he was asking to, for them and say, where you at? Adam and Eve, they were hiding. Again, because they feel bad. They feel now covered by the wrong path, covered by the enemy. The enemy did his job, get to the will of the human, and now they're following his path. And God told them, who told you? Who showed you that you are naked? What you did? And what God did? Let's go to the Bible. It's really amazing. The same, chapter 3, verse 21. The Lord God made garments. <laughs> Man, he's amazing. Garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. He's ready to cover you. He's ready to protect you. He's ready to cover that sin. He's there. He's available. He just want to cover you. He wants to protect you. Any way you sin, any way you are not forgiving you or forgiving your, the person, God is there ready for you to just open your heart. And he will prepare the garments to cover your life and your heart. But you need to open the heart. You need to forgive. Man, that's really powerful. That's really amazing. But maybe you're not going to understand it until you do the step. Just move forward. Just do it. Just try it. Let's see what happens. And you will see the glory of God. I promise you. You will testify so great, greatest thing in your life. But you need to move forward. You need to do that. You need to open that heart. Come on. It's not your fault. It's the enemy fault. It's not mom's fault. It's not your boyfriend's fault. It's not your, the person that bullied you. It's not their fault. It's the enemy. We're, playing, we're not playing a game or, or fighting against the flesh. 
It's a spiritual stuff, spiritual environment that using another person maybe to try to get to your will. It's not mom, it's not son, it's not daughter, it's not grandma, it's not grandpa, it's not them. He's the enemy. He's the responsible one. Fight against him. And the way that you can fight against him is a spiritual way. Forgive. <laughs> Luke 23, 34 says, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. For they do not know what they are doing. And they divide up his clothes by casting lots. Again, they don't know what they're doing. Jesus Christ was there in that moment and said, please forgive them. They don't know. He's the enemy using them. Last three benefits that we will receive if you uh, decide to forgive. Number one, you will receive freedom. The word of God says in Matthew 27, 26, then he released Barabbas to them. Release, it means forgiveness. When we look at the original word in that moment, it means apollo. Apollo, it means termination, separation. It means that you will be out of that situation that you had in the past. We can't, we can't do anything already passed so the first benefit that you will receive for, for the forgiveness it will be freedom and freedom according to that word the original word for that number one when Barabbas was there they released him that word they use it for that because that means forgiveness forgiveness it means freedom it means you will be released the second benefit that you will receive, it will be healing. Luke 13, 12 says, when Jesus saw her, call her forward and say to her, woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Okay? That means healing. When you forgive, the second benefit that you will receive is healing. That means you will be set free. The last one that you will receive is that you will be sent. When the believers in Antioch sent Barnabas and Paul to begin their ministry to the world after the verb sent, there was again that word apoleo, which it means forgive. Once again, you have three benefits if you forgive. Freedom healing and you will be sent to preach the gospel to minister other life to help other ones which is the purpose that why you are here bring the kingdom of God over here just take all the opportunity don't believe the enemy don't follow what he did to you in the past that's done it's already there let's move forward forgive God, thank you for this time. Thank you for this opportunity. We worship you. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity.
Um, I'm really thankful for everything that you're doing in our life. Continue blessing us. Continue um, open the doors for us. We promise you, God, that we will forgive. So that way we'll, we, we, we will receive the forgiveness from you. Thank you. Forgive us the revelation of your word so that way we can move forward. That way we can understand what is your purpose in our life. Thank you once again. We declare that this is the word that we will receive and we will continue and follow. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.